to be joking. You've got to be joking. Now, when the treasurer wishes oh, to go no. there or not, I would forbid him going. Forbid him going to the Senate. To, uh, to uh, account for this unrepresentative swell over there. G'day, Nick. How you going, mate? I'm fantastic, Rob. How are you? I'm all right. I'm pretty good. Yeah? You doing all right? It's a lovely day, I must say. It's it's always a lovely day. We record mostly on lovely days, yes. as it turns out. Wednesday's just a happy day. I think we just appreciate nature, you know? We're oh, yeah, two, we do. Two fun-loving Aussie blokes that appreciate a good sunshine, you know? Yeah. Unlike the New South Wales government that just hates the nature right now. <laughs> what, the national? <laughs> yeah, the nationals just like, nah, fuck. That, Fuck koalas. That was on my list, Rob. You've oh. preempted my list here. <laughs> do you wait? Do you want to explain it? Because it's so funny. Um. So pretty much the cult, the Liberal Party put forward a bill that was like a koala protection bill, in name, pretty much. Um. And the Nash was like, "No, we want to keep killing koalas." This is the New South Wales uh, Parliament and Liberals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like because of the bushfires, right? They were like, "We got to stop killing koalas." Yeah, pretty much. And then, like the, I remember the nationals, the leader of the young nationals in New South Wales, quit and moved parties because of it. Fucking hell! Um, it's been a whole shit show, but you know that is a good example of the the chaotic division in the coalition right now, which is one side common sense, let's stop killing koalas. Another side. Uh, firm religious like belief that coal is the future i don't understand like the national how are the nationals a party at this point like yeah. how can that be your position i think people should understand the only reason the nationals are an influential force in politics is because their voters are so geographically concentrated and mm-hmm. the nature of our political electoral system means that they just get a lot of seats in in our Houses of Parliament. Great way of putting it. Um, you know, the Greens get a higher vote share every election and don't get enough as many seats. So, they're lucky to get one seat, really. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for such you know hipsters in inner city Melbourne, they wouldn't even get a seat. What I'm saying is, the Greens should Greens voters should all move to certain communes strategically placed around the country, <laughs> um, so they can finally get so some, some Greens ghetto seats in the House of Representatives. <laughs> And, you know, then the Libs would never be able to win an election in their current policy platform. Yeah, sure. It's just like what, how, what you're saying is all Greens should move to rural Australia. Yeah, I mean... All like, Greens voted, just get well, the fuck la- out of the Well, Labor supporters, yeah, we stay here. We're, we're, do- we're, doing, we're doing a good job, right? Also, the Greens should just disband as a party. <laughs> That's, yeah, true. I, mean, I don't think we've talked about that, have we? No. Uh, our, our views on the Greens. I fucking hate the Greens. Well, yeah, I have a lot of respect for the Greens, but I also think that they should just join with the Labour Party and just yeah, become yeah. Labour left. I should say that when I say I hate them, at least they're not the Labour Party. Ah, <laughs> oh, what glowing praise from you, Rob. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess we're launching straight into it. Um, uh, dwindling case numbers in Victoria? Yeah, it's like that's good. 14 or something now. Yeah, 14, I think it was yesterday. So Which is good. Dennett, 14 new cases, that is. I think the yeah. active cases are still like pretty high. It's still high. But I they're th- all under control. Yeah, I, I think Dan Andrews is going to definitely backflip on his um, COVID plan. He's, on, the, on the topic of Dan Andrews, you know how I always give you my update about what uh, Sky News is saying about Dan Andrews? Yeah. Uh, this week they've called him a sex addict. Really? Which is interesting. Sex addict? Yeah. 
It's when you're addicted to having sex. Yeah, I don't know what that is. So <laughs> thank you for explaining to me, Rob. No worries, mate. Um, that's what, what, on what basis are they saying that? I don't know. I just saw the headline and I was like, oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> Sky News. Mate, you can always back them in for a little bit of fun. I know. On the, on the I, weekday evening, you know? I'd rather watch Sky News than like The Project or something. <laughs> the, the Project. Yes. Oh, man. Um, oh, US is now highest, of course, highest uh, number of COVID deaths in the world. 200,000 have passed. So pretty yeah. pretty bad indictment on uh the the Donald Trump, yeah, it's pretty pretty terrible to be honest. Uh yeah, I mean that's pretty bad. It's so I was thinking like you know it's actually kind of hard. I wonder if it would have been a lot different under a different president. I want to say yes because it had to have been. It ha- it just has to be right. I mean like you know the U.S. is like is the the top country in the world or was or had the perception of being. And now it has, it just has dealt with the coronavirus the worst, really. Yeah, it's also the fact that, like, the US states were mainly in control of that. That's probably the argument in favor of Trump. True. Yeah, but I think it's people very... said that he lacked a fe- kind of federal leadership. Yeah, he did. It's so interesting, Trump, now that, like, journalists can no longer, like, report on him, like, lying and stuff, because it's just, like, so often that it's a mute point. It, it, it's so strange. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I think as a journalist, you sit down and you're like, okay, what is the best way to actually like strategically, like try and disprove his lie or like try and like actually reveal the truth? But no one cares. Well, yeah, no one cares that he lies. It's the same as Scott Morrison, to be fair. Well, yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone lies in politics, really, don't they? Yeah. In, uh, in America, uh, like ad campaigns for political candidates in America, they just lie all the time. And it's, it's the same thing here. Oh, yeah. I mean, death taxes, that was the thing last election. <laughs> Complete lie made up by the coalition. Not true at all. No, Labor's not going to introduce death taxes. But, you know, that may have been the pivotal force, a pivotal force in making Labor lose the election. So you're allowed to lie in politics. Yeah, you are allowed to. And people will believe it. The way to run it, Nick pretty messed up isn't it rob it is pretty messed up me and me and you have thought about starting a political party based on a lie just to get into the senate and enact good policy well stand up for wa yeah we what thought about that in like year 11 here's how you here's how you get into australian politics yeah make a party called stand up for wa just run a very wa nationalist statist really agenda don't have any policy just run for the senate you'll get one seat maybe two if you're lucky and then just dissolve, dissolve the party Dissolve the party and just become an independent. That's six years guaranteed (laughs) in the Senate. Yeah, no worries. Unless you have a double dissolution, but no, it's six years. Good pay as well. Great pay. I mean, busy work, but you just don't have to try. You just sit there and do nothing, really. Yeah. Um, No worries. Too easy, mate. God, can you imagine? That'd be so funny. You'd just be disgraced. Oh, yeah. People would make sure that you knew about it. Yeah. But, you know, you have a a decent amount of cash, though. You'd probably have to hire some private security with that cash as well yeah true i think no. a few people would be pretty disgruntled stand up for wa actually no i'm good immediately <laughs> after you get up oh that'd be so funny oh right i was actually oh i forgot to mention it guild politics for uwa was last week oh mate how could you have missed it <laughs> you interested in that at all were you surprised by the result was the uh, result come out did Star well, win? Yeah, your Star won the presidency. I think the other ones okay, are cool. being further counted um, still. 
which cool. is weird. But yeah, Star won the presidency. Star's been in power for like 20 years though, right? They lost in like 2012. One yeah. Um, yeah, and then otherwise they've been in power for 20 years. Wasn't like the one year that they lost, like launch just sold a whole bunch of UWA assets apparently? Yeah, they really messed things up. Good that. It was really dumb, but yeah, you know the the I think the advantage of incumbency, you know, stay, being the one in power, defending your position, really strong. It I is, think. yeah. Um, you know, I think we can maybe extrapolate that to Donald Trump. Rob has the it advantage is. of being the incumbent. It is Donald Trump doesn't have to prove himself. His his track record does. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Yeah, to be fair, when the when the country is just in ruins as well, it's not going to be the incumbent because it kind of seems like it was your fault. Yeah. Ah, who cares, man? Should be up. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's look a little. Let's look a little closer to home, though. First job, we'll get onto the US stuff because obviously it's on everyone's mind. A lot of stuff happened in the US, but uh, we're obviously not in a good place in this country either economically. Mm-hmm. Last week, actually, unemployment figures came out, which showed that we actually gained a lot of jobs. So unemployment fell. Really good for Australia, but still in a big hole, right? And the government has come out with a kind a a comprehensive, in air quotes, uh, economic recovery plan. Um, part of that, Rob, which involves big investments in, you guessed it, green energy. Oh yes, Nick, aren't you just so happy about this? <laughs> But no, 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 it's, uh, they've decided to invest in gas energy. So they're like, it's not coal, it's gas. Yeah. Different. It is different. So they're trying, they're trying to play Marginally. Both, they're trying to play both sides and it's gone horribly so far. Um, everyone hates this policy. I don't even think ScoMo's like the, the, the nationals and the right wing liberals are even happy with this, Rob, because it's not coal. No, it's not coal. And as as you know, coal is now a religion in Australia. Yeah, exactly. It's actually exactly. the second biggest religion. Christianity, coal, and then atheism, I guess. Well, ScoMo held up a piece of coal in Parliament when he was treasurer. So now what he's going to do is he's going to start gassing Parliament. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get a cylinder of propane and just let it off in Parliament. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you got, what are you guys worried about? Starts falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah. So the government has basically come out and said they're going to reinvest, taking advantage of really low interest rates. They're going to invest a lot of money into a lot of government money into uh, gas energy, essentially. And people have just, I think very fairly, a lot of economists, uh, commentators, uh, people in industry um, have come out and said that this is just the worst policy ever. It's just not sustainable. Like it's just renewables is going to be the future, and the the kind of economy is already gearing towards that. Um, so investing in gas kind of stupid. Yeah, and the thing is, renewables are like really cheap now. They're not like an expensive project to invest in. I think gas is more expensive to invest in than renewables will be. So why are we doing this transition energy when we don't need one? We can just go straight to renewables. It's been done in Europe. It's been done. I know. I know. Yeah. As, as we've mentioned before on this podcast, the UK is already, I think, at 30% or 50% renewables. Germany's like entirely renewable. It's yeah. like 80% renewable. And if you look at their current investment, it would all be towards renewables. Yeah. None no of one's investing towards... in gas or coal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately in this country, uh, the, the fucking coalition can't make energy policy for life. So... No, they can't. 
So we're getting a shit policy. And yeah, who knows? We might see the government backtrack on this. Um, this is just a lot. Of, this is their policy announcement. Nothing's really been done yet. But people have slammed this. I don't think anyone is happy with this. No. Well, it's a good thing for us, Nick, because at, at least now they have an energy policy. Yeah, it's shit out, but at least it is. Well, they don't have they don't have uh, emissions reductions targets. Oh no, yeah, they have a. Let's, let's not give them too much credit. By the way, Malcolm Turnbull weighed in on this. He said it was like the worst idea ever. Um, <laughs> so you know, former Liberal Prime Minister slamming a Liberal policy. He's really burnt all his bridges there. Hey, I don't think he gives a fuck. I think he realizes yeah. that you know the coalition is driving the country into a hell pit. I wonder who he's going to vote for. That'll be interesting. Well, you know, he almost ran for Labour in the 90s. Um, so I can, I, yeah, I could feasibly see him being a swing voter. Wow. Genie. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we've got to ask him, get him on the podcast. Oh, yeah. We're working on that one. I hear he goes on just any random podcast these days. So maybe we'll get him on. Yeah, well, we'll send him a message. We sent Skeggs a message this morning. So oh, well, that's, we'll send uh, That's going to happen. Yeah. Malcolm one. Well, you know what they say first you land Skeggs, then you land. Malcolm. It's a natural pro- progression in politics, you know? It's exactly, mate. <laughs> exactly. Well, Rob, where, I mean, where to from now? Like, so the government have said that to get out of, to clear all our debt, we're going to have to trend 1% above our economic growth rate over the past 50, 60 years uh, for the next few years to, to get out of all that debt. And their plan basically is to use low interest rates to finance a lot of like new investment um, to build up that economic growth. But, you know, if they're investing in things like gas energy. Yeah, that's the thing. The first half of that sentence, Nick, that makes a lot of sense, you know, encourage economic growth through stimulating your economy via manufacturing and, you know, investing in industry. Yeah, invest. But invest in the right industries, for fuck's sake. I know. Well, because you don't want to make it an ideological, political thing. And I think that's clearly what it is. Yeah. everyone is saying the best investments here are going to be renewables. And, you know, we were saying that like five years ago, 10 years ago even. Yeah, it's so sad. Fucking 2020. It's so sad that we've been talking about climate change for 20 years now. Pretty much my whole life. We've we've accepted that climate change exists and that we need to change our current uh, emissions, you know, standards. But we haven't done anything about it for twenty years, Nick. Well, our policymakers haven't done anything about it. You know, I think there's like a you know people feel bad about this and they're like, what can I do to make a difference? They do all these things, but at the end of the day, people in power are like the ones responsible for this, and you know, the people who vote for them really. Yeah, so, definitely. You got. I mean, you got to. You got to think about that. Well, at this point, the the free market has, you know, overtaken what the government wants, really. Because yeah, renewables leaders. are like, yeah, business leaders are saying renewables are the best investment. And they aren't. They aren't. You know, plagued by this ideological bullshit, where you just get the right wing of the Liberal Party who have toppled like two prime ministers, ju- just strangling the, the rest of the coalition. Um, and forcing them to capitulate on these stupid things. I don't know, just because they get a kick out of it, just because they have a bunch of... They think they have a bunch of voters that they need to you know, appeal to. Uh, I don't know, just because they're engaged it's, in the culture war, really. It's so strange, Nick, the, the ideology that is currently playing the Liberal and National Coalition. Um, 
I don't really know when it's going to change. I don't think it will change for a very long time. Yeah, I, look, even if you're ScoMo, I think ScoMo is at the end of the day just a practical practical policymaker. Like, I don't clearly he he doesn't give a shit about his principles because <laughs> come COVID he was just like, okay, let's expand social welfare. Let's you know do exactly what we said we wouldn't do back during the GFC. Um, so at this point, I don't see why he doesn't just say stuff you to the rest of his Liberal Party. Because he won't be in power. Yeah, but they can't kick him out. I, th- I think he has the power here to just say, I mean, that, you know, clearly the, the public's perception on this has shifted. We have to go in for renewables. I think Scott Morrison has two principles. The first one is power above all else. And the second one is work finishes at five o'clock. <laughs> um, I don't know about that, Rob. I really don't like Scott Morrison, guys. I, I'm I sorry. I don't like Scott Morrison either, but, you know. I'm, I, yeah, I think he's the worst prime minister we've had. Oh, he's, he's Full re- stop. He's really <laughs> Since bad. Menzies. No, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think he has any principles. I really don't see any kind of values that the Liberal Party's adopting. I don't see a vision for the country at all, really. Um, but with that, that being said, I think the stronghold that the right has on the Liberal Party, I think it makes Scott very, very scared to do what is the most popular policy. Because if if he's proven one thing over this crisis, that he generally does the most popular policy. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, he, he is just a... He, he, I think he sees politics as a bit more of a strategic game rather than an actual way to enact change. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, that's, I mean, that's what I liked about Turnbull. I mean, I think he actually had a vision and narrative for the country. Um, you know, I de- definitely disagreed with parts of that, but it was, you know, based on principles, not on just winning for the <laughs> sake of winning. But um, anyways, Nick, we should probably get back to our conclusion on this investment in gas. Yeah. I mean, it's a very silly move. I, you know, maybe the, the coalition will start to backtrack on this. I think we've still got to see what happens as well. It's all just policy yeah, announcement at this it point. Is, it is still up in the air. This is an evolving news story. As always, the unrepresentative swill is on topic, on time with these things. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we're going to bring you the latest, you know? Yeah, exactly, Nick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what, what's your view, Rob? What's going to happen? Um, I don't think they'll change. I think they're very persistent on this idea of transition energies, mm. to be honest. I think the idea of transitions energies gives coal a longer life and that's all they're really worried about to be honest. Yeah, I mean that uh, yeah, I guess we'll see, but I hope for the country's sake that I'm right and you're yeah. wrong. <laughs> Me too. Um moving out across uh from Australia across the Pacific though, Rob, to yes. uh the US. What's been going on there? Some stuff. A lot of stuff, actually. Yeah. Probably the big news would be the death of former Supreme Court Ruth. Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's been huge The news. notorious RBG or... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that's funny. Um, yeah, for, for people who don't know, there are seven, I'm pretty sure, Supreme Court justices in the US that sit in the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the US. Yep. And they're appointed by the president. Uh, when one of them dies and they need a spot to fill. But then they have to be confirmed by the US Senate. Um, but Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been there for a while. Bit of a champion of um, women's rights, uh, just progressive politics in general. 
Yeah. People really loved her. And I, a huge numbers of people turned up to uh, mourn her on last Friday when she passed. Well, that's the thing about the Supreme Court is it is an extremely political appointment for the independent judiciary. Yeah. It is still incredibly political because it's appointed by the president. Yeah, and it gets to the point where yeah, there are progressive judges and conservative judges, and it's yep. very you know people know that a Republican is going to appoint a conservative one and a Democrat is going to appoint a, a, a progressive one. Yeah, it's just assumed that, um, which is good. Uh, and yeah, for for our audience's uh, sake, it's not the same in this country in Australia. No. Uh, it's completely, almost completely, uh, kind of nonpartisan. Um, we just pick the best candidate for the job, really. Yeah. Which is probably how it should be done, to be honest. Yeah, well, you know, the US is a broken system. Flawed no, democracy. Not a democracy. <laughs> uh, yeah, as we've said uh, the other day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, so the big news about Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying means that really controversially, Trump will get to appoint a new Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's up for re-election in November. And then depending on the outcome, if Biden wins, there's still, I think, a month or two before... Biden goes into the White House. Yeah. Um, so he's still... Trump will be able to pick, nominate a justice um, before the election and maybe even confirm it before the election. Probably not. Um, if Trump loses, he... It be, like it becomes the question of will he just rush his Supreme Court justice appointment through or will he... Um, like respect that Joe Biden has won the presidency and let Joe Biden put it through. Yeah, Nick, I, it, it is going to be a tough one to see. Um, we don't really know what's going to happen here. And that's, uh, I think the, you know, the whole point of bringing RBG's, RGB's death back to um, the Trump thing is probably not doing her work credit, but... Unfortunately, U.S. politics moves that quickly that we need to start thinking about what's what's next. Um, so the big question here, Rob, um, is will will the Senate because the Senate gets to confirm Supreme Court justice picks, um, and the Republicans control the Senate right now. They have fifty-four seats, I believe. So you'd think that the Republicans would just pass, confirm Trump's nominee, and that would be it. The the, the nominee would get up, but. The, if you remember back to 2016, when Obama was still president and Trump was the the, the election was happening that year, there was someone uh, there was a new Supreme Court justice that needed to be picked, and Obama put his selection through, and the Republicans said no, it's an election year, we might have a change in president, and in that case, that new president should pick the Supreme Court justice, and they blocked Obama's appointment in the Senate. Yeah, in classic Republican fashion. Yeah, and they, that, that was their justification, that if there's a change in president, it would be democratic for the next president to pick. And of course, Trump won, and then he made that pick. And yep. now, in 2020, the same thing has happened, but this time the Republicans are controlling the appointment. Um, and you had Republicans who are still in the Senate say back in 2016 that if it was the opposite thing, that they would abide by the precedent they said in 2016 and allow the next president to do the Supreme Court. Justice pick. And Rob, what did they do? 
They stick to their principles? No, they're definitely not sticking to their principles here. Yeah, so a lot of them didn't. There literally one guy went on record. Like he was saying like, yeah, no, get me on record. If the same thing happens in 2020, I'll respect the the president we said in 2016. Come out and said that he's not going to do that. Um, that he's going to just basically go with Trump's pick. Yeah, fuck But that. there are some Republicans who have said they are going to honor the president they said in 2016. They need four votes in the Senate. So I, I think they're going to end up having the votes to pass the nominee through. But there's the chance that things shuffle around and they actually don't. Yeah. So that would mean that Trump won't get his pick confirmed and that, you know, that will be allowed to, uh, that'll be determined after the election. Uh, So if Biden gets up, he'll, he'll put a uh, a nominee through. Yeah. But let's, I, I don't want to be a pessimist here, Nick, but I don't think that that will happen. It's, Really unfortunate that the selection of an independent judiciary has become even more partisan than it already was, that it's getting blocked and in the Senate in 2016, and now they're backflipping on that ideal now. It's a real indictment on US democracy and the US system in general that this can even occur. Isn't that so silly that like in the US they say, like, oh, you know, the president controls right now uh, the presidency and the judiciary and people are like, what, what do you mean the judiciary? And they're like, oh yeah. Cause the Republicans have like four or five, uh, re- you know, justices on the bench. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Cause if you're an Australian, you're like, what do you mean? But you know, what they mean is they're an appointed by a Republican president. So they're going to be a more conservative judge. And that matters when you have things like Roe v. Wade which is the famous case in the US which determined uh, the basically the, uh, what side the law says on abortion. And yeah. that basically confirmed um, a woman's right to choose. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg was pivotal there. But people are worried that if the Supreme Court gets stacked with conservative judges, that people could appeal Roe v. Wade again and it could actually turn the other way now. Which is just fucking silly. If you think uh, as, as we said last week, 75% of Americans support abortion rights. And, you know, they're going back on a precedent that was de- determined you know, a few decades ago and changing that now in 2020, yeah. which is would, of course, be very ridiculous. But, you know, it's the US, so... It is the US, Nick, and that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, so, it, I mean, it matters who has the, the court. It clearly does matter, Nick. And it's a real shame that the US system has got to this point. The... Judiciary has to be independent. I've, I've said it like three times already, but it is a cornerstone of democracy that the judiciary is independent from the government. And they're not. And they're not. Yeah, well... How yeah. the fuck is this a democracy? <laughs> it's definitely got so many problems, doesn't it? I mean, the, the how does this impact the election, Rob? Because that's going to be the big determining thing here. Mm. Um, do you think this is going to this is going to change? Is is this going to be something voters care about? Um, I think it can only help the Biden c- campaign here. However, I was thinking a little bit more. There's a good chance that this election will end up in front of the Supreme Court. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. With all the allegations of f- voter fraud from the Trump campaign, which aren't true, by the way. Um, of course, they're not true. <laughs> and you know all the issues that might arise from mail voting with the defunding of um, the U.S. Postal Service. Um, this election will... I, I, don't, I do think it might get really dirty and it could end up in front of the courts. That's a... 
I think it's such a good point, Rob. I I did not did not think of that because <laughs> if Trump gets his appointment through, that's going to be another conservative Trump loyalist judge, basically, on the Supreme Court bench, which will you know rule in favor we'll of help his case in front of God, the Supreme Court. Can you imagine if that happened? That would be that would be the end of U.S. democracy right there. That would be it. <laughs> yeah, if they're like <laughs> you know the... change the outcome of the election, Trump actually wins. Like, yeah. God, can you imagine? Um, yeah, I mean that that would be very bad. I think looking from what I've seen, it hasn't voters don't care about this this issue specifically as much. It, I think the, they've got enough on their plate to well, be honest yeah. in the US. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so since we last talked about this, polls have um uh shortened, narrowed. Uh yes, have. Biden still leads. Yeah. Um, still leads uh, substantially more than Hillary Clinton did. Um Yes. However, if um I heard this morning that if the polls were as wrong as they were in 2016 as they were now, uh, it looks like Trump might win this year. Oh, no. Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm going to be so anxious. On Oh, yeah. Well, we, we won't even know. That's the thing. We won't know on election day because the vote, the postal votes will take ages to process, like maybe even months. Yeah. This, this election is going to be up there with 2,000 in terms of controversies, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it isn't close. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, because Trump will just basically deny the result no matter what, it seems. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's the worst thing. Trump will come, election night, Trump will say he's won. He'll declare victory, which is just not true. Because, <laughs> you know, the, the postal votes still have to come in. They're going to be most likely Democrats who are staying indoors because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, doing postal votes. So it'll be very, it very, be interesting. very interesting. Scary. It will be scary. I remember in 2016, you're during the election i'd check the results sporadically but i was just like so confident that no americans wouldn't be so stupid to elect donald trump mate never but now i <laughs> never back in an american to not be stupid that's what they say <laughs> yeah i am extremely worried now nick i know well it would just be devastating for the world another four years of trump um, yeah really like i've heard my like some people say like oh the americans deserve it like yeah but we don't. Yeah. <laughs> and it definitely impacts us. And another, uh, going back to our first point, if we get another four years of Trump, that's pretty much bye-bye the world in terms of climate change, to be honest. Yeah. Because he yeah, also has a pretty appalling policies on climate change. At least Joe Biden has a policy, you know? Well, yeah, he's been forced to capitulate. You know, it's actually quite a decent policy, I think. And I I'm, I'm, don't exactly remember what it is, but um, it's not a bad one. Okay. So and yeah, at least he's gonna do something. Um. So that's that's major. Can exactly. Imagine, and can you imagine as well if you know if Trump runs the country into the ground, you know, which he's already doing, that's just gonna leave space for China to move in. You know, like mm. I just it's such a sign of weakness. It is a real real concerning time, Nick. Yeah. I mean, I'm upset. Oh yeah, me too. Don't worry about that, mate. We're going to have to do yeah. like a special election night podcast, make our predictions. I still think Trump will lose. I am in the same boat, I think, right now. Number one, I think the economy is shit. And that was the only advantage he had going in. Maybe he would have won if the economy was good. But I think because the economy is shit, that's like the one issue Trump polls well on. Because the economy is bad, I think he's fucked. Yeah. Um, another one is that People are so energized. Democrats are so energized. I think the vote out is going to the turn. The voter turnout is going to be so high. When the voter turnout is so high, the centrist usually gets the upper hand, and Joe Biden's the biggest centrist here. <laughs> so, 
So I, I think those are the two things, two very big factors that I think will uh will get Biden up. Yeah. Well, I I don't want to sound clip of myself, so I'm going to keep my opinions to myself. Hey, man, just for now. I'll be proved wrong. Yeah, you know, it's a prediction. Yeah. We we could get it wrong, you know. Look, I will be very people that are paid to wrong. do this got it wrong in 2016. So yeah, well, yeah, all the polls have margins of error. Exactly. Um, so so you, what, you what would we know? And you know, Hillary won the popular vote, so it's just this fucking stupid system that people didn't account for. <laughs> um, all right, are we done here, Rob? Yeah, we're done. We'll we'll end on that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, yeah. Don't forget to follow us on our socials, guys. Uh, at Unrepresentative Swill on Instagram, Unrepresentative Swill on Facebook, and at Swill Podcast on Twitter. Uh, send us a message. Do do what you like, guys. We're we're always open for business. <laughs> yeah. Um, and make sure you listen next week. See you later. See you then. <laughs>